So what I'm hearing is a number of things from you. I'm hearing the relationship to the um so hum uh, mantra, I am that, that you're connected That's, to everything. Yes. There's part of that. And, and also what I'm hearing you say is there's actual steps to take, yes. not just uh, some type of platitude or some type right. of a quote that right. things will get better. Right. Uh, and also what I'm hearing you saying is helping people figure out in their life what's important. And most people stay in situations, Jason, because it's not comfortable, however, it's familiar, okay? And what I also hear you saying is that most everyone has a dysregulated thinker, which can be described as also as an inner critic, and there's also there's also your authentic self, the I-self, which is what I like to call it, uh, that can really make choices in your life, and and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of saying that most people have the lenses in their glasses reversed and they're thinking of why things they can't do things rather than the reasons that they can. The meditation does not, again, eliminate the importance of what's going on here. I mean, you look at some of these meditations and they talk about entering this void only. I'm just reminding yourself, okay, I'm in this infinite void and... Okay, that's great. That's wonderful. But guess what? That alarm's going off tomorrow morning. Um, something's going to happen. That's for sure. This is reality. Yeah. And you can walk around with your head in the clouds, and that's fine. That's fine. But that's really what it is. I mean, simply put. Um, so apparent meditation does not negate that. Uh, it brings that all in. And I, and I think, that, that, again, it's creating that acceptance is key. So you, know, you ask me, like, how do you start this? Well, it, it's accepting reality as it is. And maybe putting down that positive self-help book that's been nothing but BS for the last, I don't know how many decades. And, and you know, let's realize that it's, it's action. And then, so the first action is taking that step of realization and acceptance and awareness. And that's why I'm a big fan of mindfulness because it's creating that present awareness. And then, you know, I like to take it from there. I think, you know, we should go beyond just mindfulness. I mean, mindfulness is wonderful. If that's all someone, you know, if that's the only thing they're going to do, then great. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, but it, I, I think mindfulness only lasts so long. We go right back into that swirling mess of whatever you want to call it. So my goal is to uh, assist clients in dealing with that and understanding their place in this ever-expanding uh, universe. And again, I know it, it can sound somewhat pretentious or somewhat, you know, out in the cosmos, uh, However, it's, it's not. If anything, it's, it's down to earth. It's, it's real. And one of the unique things about it is it's customized. Well, it's personalized would be a better way to put it. Uh, you know, there's a mantra. You know, in step six, when you know, I, I tell clients they're, they're traveling to this you know, destination of awareness. But you know, right now, they're the plane that's made out of concrete, and they're falling fast. So... Um, Step six helps uh, remove those layers. And uh, how we do that is we, we really need to stop the chatter in the brain, right? And, and the concern that we're falling fast, we're falling fast, right? We need to, we need to turn that off. So we turn, turn that off with an anchor. And that's why I'm a big fan of gongs, crystal balls. You turn it off with an anchor. Could you uh, explain that a bit more? Yeah. You focus on something. It's, it's an anchor. Like, you know, meditation's always been big on breath. Right? Just be aware of your breathing. 
in, breathing in, breathing out. And then came Tibetan singing bowls, crystal bowls, gongs. We use those for the same thing. It's just to stop that chatter. I like that. I like that anchor term, Jason. Yeah. So a mantra is a wonderful way, is a wonderful anchor to go deep into that awareness, uh, to really go within. And I also think that if it's personalized, you know, if it's uh, per individual and you uh, experience that one-on-one with a teacher, one-on-one, I mean, we, we, with meditation right now, we go on headspace, we do a mindfulness, I don't know, a few minutes a day, and then we increase it the next week and so forth, and you know, we, we gradually, whatever. It's wonderful. I'm not saying it's a, it's a bad thing. But the one-on-one experience, you know, teacher-student, is there's something to be said for it. And that's what a peer meditation does. Uh, the only way you can you know, learn that meditation is a, through a one-on-one experience. And you will have, you know, in, uh, your meditation is personalized to you. And it's, uh, you're going to create your own mantra, which is going to um, uh, be there to assist you in getting through that realization that you're this big hunk of concrete hitting the earth. Uh, it's going to help you, again, just become aware, just to, be, to, to enter into that I amness. I'd like to get back to the chatter in the head. Yes. The chatter in the head business, because most of the people that come in to see us, to see me, there's so much chatter going on in their head that creation could be happening in the corner and they wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you walk through the streets of Pittsburgh, where we're at, you walk through anywhere, you see most of the people actually connected to their phones and they're actually so much disconnected from what's happening right now. How do you deal with that? How do you help people uh, overcome that? And first of all, actually recognize it. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's taking that first step, um, the fear change. And now we're, we're fear, we're fearful of leaving that, right. That, that disconnecting from that social media and, and, and that um, just constant barrage of knowledge and news. So again, it's taking that first step. Um, I think silent retreats are wonderful where you put your technology aside for a few days, uh, maybe even 10 days. Uh, the Vispasana retreats, they're 10 si- days, silent retreats. No technology, nothing. Obviously, if there's an emergency, I'm sure there's something set up there. Um, for me, when I did it, it seemed like there wasn't. I mean, I had really nothing with me. <laughs> And then a little uh, bag, and that was pretty much it. And it was 10 days of silence. Very challenging initially, uh, but wonderful. Wonderful to, to, again, just separate yourself from all, all of that chatter, all, all that stuff that's going on. In today's society, and it's not much different from others, we're being constantly bombarded with sights, sounds, and images 24 hours a day. Uh, and... A lot of these sights, sounds, and images are either very depressing, they consist of tragedy, or they're consisting of making you believe that you're less than unless you own this. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So what we help people do, and I'm certain that you do the same thing, is I f- help people figure out what's important, Jason. What's important uh, to 
And I often challenge people at the beginning of therapy sessions. I say, what do you know for sure? What do you know for sure? For sure, man. I ask them, I say, who is in your life that you trust so much that if they said fall, you'd fall without hesitation? Let's imagine your life if everything was taken away, your money, health, whatever you have, who'd be standing with you at the end? That's important. Yeah, absolutely. And I can say, too, my wife was uh, very supportive you know, through this challenging time. So I can definitely vouch for that. You know, who was important in those moments? So these things help. What, is, what do you believe is the common conception of mindfulness? I see so many advertisements. I see books. I see glossy uh, magazines. Uh, what, what do you think the conception of mindfulness is among the folks in America who I think now think that somebody in, in America invented it. <laughs> Definitely somebody in America invented it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, and uh, it is a multi-billion dollar industry uh, now. I think Calm is worth $2 billion, I think, was the last um, number that they threw out there. Um, and I'm not nece- that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, at least it's getting mindfulness out there. Right, um, so people can learn about it and try it out. Uh, but for me, it's it's really just again just delving into that present moment awareness of you know this I amness void of all of this other stuff. Just get a sense of what that is, and and where you feel placed in that moment. And we can simply do that, again, just by becoming aware. I can become aware right now. I just heard something. I just heard a voice off in the distance. You know, I can acutely go to that voice. But I can go to it in a much different way, in this awareness, going, immediately. Going to it in a much different way. Could you explain that? Absolutely. Um, you know, For me, I've been doing it now for so long. Um, I can do uh, the wakeful mindfulness pretty easily. And basically what happens is, is you, it's almost like a symphony of, what's, of, of not only sounds, but also actions taking place. And they, they really, you view them in a, in a different light. Um, you know, it's just not a car going by. Uh, you know, it's just not, um, you know, just leaves you know, outside, you know, rustling, whatever you call it, or birds singing. Uh, it's being alive. It's feeling the essence of this. I am this in this space right now, and it it's it's quite beautiful. And I don't mean again to be you know out there, but uh, what what mindfulness allows you to do is take those moments and realize really the beauty and and all this stuff that's going on around you. But you also realize that darkness as well. Okay. And you mix it in with all the call it beauty, call it what you will. And it all pretty much becomes the same thing. Right. I'm so, going to come back to the term again, that anchor, because we often help people deal with time traveling, mm-hmm. frequent flyer miles to the past in the future, brief layovers in the present. Okay. And so, 
the anxiety and depression level, particularly in the United States over the last 50 years, has just gone up exponentially. And a lot of it has to do with the lifestyle, the expectations that everyone has on the world or evolve on themselves. Um, so, and again, I love that term, anchor term. How, how do you incorporate into your mindfulness practice when you deal with people with anxiety? Anxiety is apprehension about things that may or may not occur. Uh, so how do you help them just, just to pin themselves back to the moment? The first thing is just using that anchor. Yeah. You know, we talk about the breath, just simply honing in on that breath. And that helps stop the chatter, stop all the, um, you know, all of those negative emotions. But I don't want those to leave either. I want those to remain. Uh, but I want to approach them now in a different way. Um, I want to kind of sit with them and um, allow them to be and not push back so much at those anxious thoughts. Not push back. Not push back so much at the pain. That's only making things worse. If I go to that pain in my leg, if, if you will, and, and sit with it for a moment and understand that it's part of life, that it's part of me, it's chronic, maybe it's lifetime. And every morning when I wake up, I complain about it, I bitch and moan, and it's solving absolutely nothing. I'm still stiff as hell, and I'm talking about my condition. You know, I'm still stiff as hell for hours until medication kicks in. But it's done absolutely nothing. I've agitated my wife, I've agitated myself, and I've started my day off on a bad note. And this is what people do on a daily basis in regard to a variety of things. I think ultimately what mindfulness can do for people is when you, again, when you view these things differently from that present awareness, from that, 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 I don't know, that just that's, that's like that pure beingness, it's, it changes. I mean, they, they, they say that, you know, pain, it doesn't go away, but people can now deal with it in a much better you know, fashion, actually in a productive way. So now you're waking up and you're saying, okay, pain, there you are. I'm, you know, and maybe you'll go do a mindful meditation, you know, where you acknowledge, you do a body scan, wonderful meditation, where you're going to go through your body and you're going to go to that pain and you're going to analyze it a little bit differently. You know, you're going to have eyes within your body, if you will, you know, going through the different parts of it. Um, so much better than just simply waking up, just bitching and moaning, just, you know, this, this and that. And the other. It's, it's that acceptance. And that's what I, when I go back to that appearing meditation as well. It's all about accepting that darkness as well as the light. So what you're talking about is people ruining their day even before they get out of bed. Thinking about, so quite often what I help people understand is that feelings, even thoughts, are like puffs of smoke. They'll blow away in the wind. Those feelings, if we add some immediacy to them and understanding that this is the way I feel in the moment or at present or right now, it's when we add these thoughts to these feelings that they just stretch out they can stretch out into infinity but if we understand the immediacy of how we think and feel and what we resist of course persists so the what you're talking about is the idea of embrace actually embracing the pain and maybe even talking to it yeah and understanding i know you're here probably not going to be that popular uh but that's absolutely what i'm talking about and also accepting what goes on in the world all the horrors if what you type will. of people look at you and they say Embrace the pain? Yeah. Are you crazy? Lean on the chaos. You know, it's uh, allowed to support you. 
Now, this is my own observation, my own opinion, Jason. Sure. That we're kind of indoctrinated, and when I say we, I mean the masses, are indoctrinated into believing that there shouldn't be any discomfort at all in their lives. That if they have an ache or a pain, then they need to take either some type of a pill mm-hmm. or some type of a procedure to make it go away. Mm-hmm. And in reality, in real time, there are some conditions that won't go away. Or the pain's, te- I mean, the, the medication is temporary. Uh, but the medication is important. I mean, I don't want people oh, to stop taking the medication. Um, uh, however, you're still going to arrive back to that same mental place that you were, that same mindset. You know, once things start to subside, you've got to take more and more and more. Um, you know, that's why through meditation, it just allows you to deal with it uh, and uh, to, to accept it for what it is. And the same thing can be said for the world, for life. Um, you know, it's just achieving that acceptance really changes everything. It acceptance. Really acceptance. So how would, one, uh, how would one contact you, Jason? Yeah, you can call the studio um, or visit the uh, uh, website where that number is available. And the uh, website is? It's mindflowstudio.com. And we're going to link some of your videos that you've had done to this particular podcast. We're going to link them on to our website so people can get an idea. It's always nice to get an idea before you go to a place of sure. exactly what you have to offer. Sure. Well, Jason, it's been delightful. Oh, same talking here. to you today. Pleasure. And as always, we offer a free prescription at the end of every podcast. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself. Forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.